Hi and welcome to the Student Ramble. I'm Phoebe and today I'm joined with Leah. Hello. And we're going to be talking about um, accommodation at uni and kind of our experience of it and what we can kind of tell you about what we've learnt through our couple years of experiencing student housing. Yeah, we've had like a nice mixture. I think we've had similar experiences, but also we we kind of took different pathways, which I think will be yeah. quite interesting to delve into. Yeah, and we met in accommodation. Yeah, so we we didn't know each other before uni, so we were just we it was purely by chance that we were thrown into the same um, accommodation, and mm. yeah, the the friendship blossomed from there. <laughs> And now we're here. Yeah, somehow we're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it'd probably be a nice um, thing to start with if we talk about the types of accommodation that our university offers, because I feel like it's probably very similar to a lot of other universities out there. Yeah, I mean, did you so, know what kind of um, accommodation that you wanted when you are applying? Because obviously there was ensuite. um like shared bathroom did you know what kind of one that you wanted or was it just kind of looking at prices more than anything i personally i know i wanted an ensuite bathroom i wanted my own bathroom mm. um so i have a condition called fibromyalgia and a part of that is i have kind of some tummy upset problems and i feel quite queasy a lot of the time so when i do feel like that i like being in the bathroom just to kind of I don't know, when you feel not very well, you'd prefer to be in the bathroom, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't want to be, you know, clogging up everyone else's day because I'm, like, camped out in the bathroom because I don't feel very well. Yeah, especially with, like, older blocks, there's um, the shared bathrooms you'll have. So people I know that were in shared bathroom um, in first year, it was, like, 12 people sharing two bathrooms, which you think is, you know, oh, my God, that's awful, but... You're never in there at the same time, and if you are, you know, there is another bathroom there. Like everyone's on different body clocks. Mm. But no, I was the yeah. same. I wanted an ensuite purely based on the fact that I was like, I don't know the people that I'm moving in with. I don't know what kind of mess they're going to create. So I just liked the idea of an ensuite just for my own personal peace of mind. Yeah, and I guess a lot of people, like, we were quite fortunate in that we could afford having a slightly more expensive um accommodation option because en suites are more expensive than a shared bathroom but mm. the luck of having that choice i feel like a lot of people would end up choosing a personal bathroom at least in their first year yeah i mean on the i think when i applied um so when you look for accommodation I and mean, you, you have to like do a ranking of the your priority like your top priority and then you kind of do a hierarchy of the accommodations that you want which you get to see through Mm -hmm. the open days um so yeah i think i put the accommodation we were in i put that at the top of my list not thinking i would get it um Mm. and i was lucky that i got it i think that was because of how early i applied whereas my friend i had a couple of friends who did basically the same application as me and they didn't even get anything on their list they got thrown into the complete opposite and the issue mm. is if you, you get an offer for your accommodation and you pretty much have to accept it because if you don't, then you don't get another offer. Um, yeah, it's kind of like um, 
it's called an offer but it's like this is the room you can have take it or leave it kind of thing yeah exactly but, i mean it, it it you know we were very lucky with um the accommodation that we had and to us and the people that we were living with as well i think mm, we've had yeah we've heard horror stories from like our friends of you know people who just like it was just a messy like messy in the kitchen all the time you know it was a horror story of like parties constantly and it was just we were quite lucky because although every now and again there would be like a bit of noise it wasn't it was nowhere near as bad as other people had it yeah definitely but i think that's the, um, the halls we were in were very small in comparison to other halls yeah so typically university like student blocks probably have what 12 to 16 flats maybe on the smaller side up to and that's like per floor yeah well flats i mean not rooms yeah yeah so but our kind of um first year we had what eight flats in our block yeah so there was like 64 people yeah which is quite small small for uni accommodation um, yeah, so we were, we were quite also in quieter living, so it, it yeah. didn't need to be a massive block. Yeah, so quieter living on that topic, um, we should probably explain what that is because I don't think mm. all universities offer that. So uh, where we study, you can um, choose to be in something called quieter living, which means everyone is kind of expected to keep the noise level at a minimum at all times. Um, obviously they're not expecting you to be silent all day every day but it's kind of like everyone here yeah it's for kind of older students or people who like peace and quiet um and a lot of like final years a lot of final years went into those um and there's also um curfew's the wrong word no it was a bit um, like it was a bit like um it was like a noise curfew where you know you had to yeah like every you couldn't really make you could be playing music on your speakers after was it like 11 till 6 so yeah 11 p.m till 6 a.m it was kind of like you can be quiet in your own flat but if you can hear it from another flat people are gonna have some complaints and that's not hard in uni flats as well because i mean the walls are quite thin yeah i mean i was (laughs) my room was so i was opposite millie um, and I was right next to the front door, and I was also right next to the stairwell. Um, oh God! <laughs> I the amount of like noise that I would hear on a night where people would be coming back from a night out or whatever was so funny. And the amount of, I think I remember I was <laughs> laying in bed. It was like two in the morning, um, and I could just hear. It was one of the other flats. It wasn't anyone in ours, but one of the other flats were just playing Shakira really loudly. <laughs> And I wasn't too bothered because I was awake anyway, but I was just so confused. I was like, who's playing Shakira at 2am on a Tuesday? That is something else. <laughs> Shakira. Shakira of all things. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you like you can't expect Falls to be perfect as much as, you know, on paper it would yeah. be the ideal, ideal scenario because you don't know who you're going to be moving in with and you can't control that. And you're not really in halls that... I mean, granted this year has been a bit of an exception, you know, you're not really at your place most of the time anyway yeah i was gonna say usually for me so i had a very busy kind of schedule i had you know 
22 24 contact hours a week so i'd kind of leave in the morning at like 8 30 and come back at like 5 5 30 maybe even 6 p.m so mm. i'd be out most of the day so i wouldn't really notice um yeah if it was noisy obviously this year it's very different um but i don't think yeah you've been in halls during this whole thing well not this whole thing but you know you went back into yeah. halls yes i did uh, a different halls to last year. What was the difference like going back into halls compared to just starting fresh? So the difference of going back into halls is you kind of choose a group you can move in with. So um, you could choose, okay, if you had like four people who you were friends with and all of you kind of went, we don't really want to go into private housing, we want to stay in halls, but we want to stay together. You could elect to reapply for halls as a group um reapply it's the same process as the first year you're just applying as a group so you have a group code that you put in so you're all linked together um oh, do you think like if you were also... in, if you were sorry if you were both like okay. so if you had a friend um that you knew before going to uni you were going to the same uni you wanted the same um halls do you think you could apply as a group bef- like into going into first year then no, you. I don't think you can because you have a group code. So in our, well, for our university at least, when you're applying as a returner, so I would be, when I applied from going from first year to second year, we were called returners. Um, that's when that kind of apply as a group window opened on the accommodation portal, which oh, wasn't right. there when we applied for first year. And then you kind of... When you're going into that portal, you put in your little like code. I hardly remember what our code was because you could literally like name it anything. Um, well, that that's just a recipe for trouble, isn't it? If you can like name your code yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then they are more likely to put returners with returners. So in oh, our flat, okay. there's we have a flat of six. So three of us moved in together. And then a group of two final years moved in together and we had one empty room. So that's my flat this year. Yeah. Whereas obviously like for me, I kind of, you know, you made your friends in first year and then I moved into private housing. Mm. Just purely because it's cheaper. Yeah. So what was kind of your experience with going through? So did you end up going through um, like an estate agents and going through that way or was it all online or how was your kind of process for that? So... I mean, the first thing you have to do is decide who you're living with because, you know, it's just easier to work out how many rooms you need. And, for example, for the people that I live with now, you know, we've got a couple of people who are mainly based on a different campus. Like, our campus is split in two. There's, like... And they're further away from each other. So you kind of have to work out... Like, try and get your criteria together before you start looking. Um, so mm-hmm. we knew that we needed, like and something in the area which was a decent commute for both sides of the campus something which was you know we all agreed the average price that we wanted to pay um you know we said okay there's six of us living here so ideally we would like two bathrooms um and just just little things like that you know you've got to figure out what you want before you look because otherwise you're kind of going to waste your time um so i mean i mainly did the the house hunting um so we started looking in 
I think it was like actually looking in November of first year. So, you know, we'd we'd basically just moved in, just made friends and then we just started looking, which you don't mm. have to do it that early. It's just, we were just wanting to get it done. Um, like there's houses all the way up until like May. So don't like, you yeah. don't have to do it that early. Yeah, um, I mean, it is advisable to do it that early because you're more likely to get like quote unquote good properties. But to but be honest, no not pressure. necessarily because I mean, I found I've spoken to people who found their house in like the end of April and they've still got decent houses. You know, they just pop up at different times. Oh. So like, it's not like you will find something. Um, it's just I think if you're looking to go in with a bigger group, it's probably easier because you're more likely to get a bigger house. So mm. I, what should I look on? I think I looked on things like Zoopla. Um, there were also like local estate agencies around the area that I just would have a look on. They would advertise them as student housing. Or to be fair, mm. like you, you don't have to go through estate agents. Um, it's just, I found it just easier. Um, also, I like the university held an accommodation talk where they basically gave a list of people who were good to use and they did a little checklist of you know when you're looking at houses this is the things you need to kind of be wary of you know when you're looking through contracts different things to watch out for because you know it's the sort of thing where you've got to be careful because you could end up being stuck in a house that you don't like and you've got no way to kind of negotiate any issues so yeah basically we booked a couple of house viewings um yeah booked a couple of house viewings we went and saw them like we went as a group and i really recommend going as a group because you know one person can't decide for the entire group it's not fair and if you're all living there you've all got to like it Mm. um so yeah we went along and even you'll know when you like when you get to the place i i'd recommend if, so if you know that you're going to be walking to campus, walk to the house because then you'll actually get a feel for what it will be like. Yeah. There's no point driving to house viewing if you're not going to be driving to campus. So yeah, yeah we, we got to the, we met the estate agent outside. I asked a few questions, you know, just typical things like always ask them what's the average price for bills that, you know, normally gets paid. Um, also a lot of the time the old the tenants that are normally there they'll be there if you can try and talk to them away from this estate agent that's really handy or we were lucky that we were able to get um like the facebook messenger of one of the people who lived in the current house that we're at now Mm. um and you know they told us things which the estate agents the estate agents are there to kind of just take your money yeah yeah, as bad as it sounds that's her job (laughs) yeah exactly and you know if i was in the position i'd do the same but you kind of wanna you wanna know what you're getting yourself into, because for yeah. example, we there were some appliances when we got here that weren't fully working, so we needed to get those replaced. And yeah, we wouldn't have been told if we hadn't asked. Um, mm. But we we've been very lucky with the agents that we're with, just purely because a lot of um, estate agents go through a landlord. Yeah, and you know, there's the typical stigma of uh landlords being really useless especially for uni students and i mean we've been very lucky that we've not had that but i know it's a very real problem for a lot of students so i think try if you can try and almost get a feel for who your landlord is 
before you sign anything that's really handy but also just recognize that they're they are putting on a front when they're being nice to you like they might be really nice but they're there to take your money (laughs) yeah i guess that's a big thing with any kind of accommodation provider like it doesn't matter if it's a private landlord or like a big company you need to kind of speak to people who have experienced living um in accommodations from that provider yeah um yeah don't undervalue other people's experiences even if you're like that will never happen to me you're like i'll never have that experience i'll be fine respect yeah and don't be don't be afraid to go for like multiple viewings yeah for example multiple viewings talk to lots of people yeah you know because of at the time we were all in physical lectures the only time that we could go view houses was like in the evening or like at night and you know we were looking Mm. in winter so it was like five o'clock and it was pitch black outside and it's completely different um looking at a house in the dark compared to you know natural light like for example you Mm. know we uh came to the house looked around liked it the price was good it was in a good great area so we were like let's just get it signed get it done and whatever looking back i wish we'd looked at it in the light i don't think it would have made much of a difference just because the location just it it sold it for us because it was just it was in the perfect spot Mm. i mean probably a benefit that you also had was you know being able to talk to the current tenant and asking them questions which is you know the point i was trying to get to with you know listen to other people's experience of a landlord or of um, a particular company or a provider you know because i know in first year we had a rather large problem where we were ended up having to leave the flat at you know overnight almost oh my god yeah that was a whole experience um but we were really lucky that our accommodation provider were really good you know incredibly helpful but yeah, I feel like if that's, we were that's with a different provider, with the company is uh, endorsed by the uni, uni as well. Yeah, but I I sometimes wonder like if we were with a different company because I know some companies aren't as good. Mm. You know that would have been so much worse. I mean, I think based on what happened that night, like basically there was like a I can't remember what it was. Was it just like there was a leak onto like some electricals or something? Yeah. Um, so and basically, basically they had to evacuate the building at ten p.m. And then we were like, oh, they, we thought it was going to be a couple of hours. And then it ended up being, and, and luckily I was able to say, look, we'll go to my friends. Uh, so we were like, basically they said, grab stuff for the night just in case you can't come back tonight. So we like go in, grab like, <laughs> we're like grabbing laptops. We're just like, okay, are we going to be able to come back to the rooms? Who knows? I've got a lecture at 9am. This is fine. Um <laughs> And I just remember, yeah, it was, so it was you, Millie and I, uh, Lara wasn't there that weekend, and we just trekked across campus, like, we're home for the night. Yeah, um, and then I remember, (laughs) I was just checking my email, I was getting so angry, I was just like, because I was grumpy, I was like, tired, I was just like, I want to go back to bed. I think it was probably like 11pm, we were all in our pyjamas, like, half asleep still you know trekking across campus to go stay in someone else's room for the night yeah and you know luck like, i just started doing work it was like one in the morning and i was just doing my work because i was like what else can i do i've got so much adrenaline 
I, I remember, think was it like was it like two two in the morning that we got the email saying like you can come back now because I think everyone was just bombarding them with phone calls because they gave her like a helpline. It was two thirty five a.m. and I remember that very distinctly. Yeah, and then oh, I just I remember like getting back into the flat and I was just like. Like, I just saw, like, my rucksack that had, like, my clothes and my laptop, and I was just like, I don't care. So I just literally crashed, and then I just t- I took my bag to my, la- uh, my lecture the next day with all my clothes still in it. <laughs> I just couldn't my... be bothered. <laughs> my lasting memory of that night was listening to the Venga Boys at, like, <sighs> midnight. I don't remember that. <laughs> we, had, we had the Venga Boys on just because we were, like, so... We rang our parents, like, laughing our asses off. Mainly mm. because if we didn't laugh about it, we would have probably ended up having a group cry. I think, to and be so honest, we're trying like... to find... It wasn't... I, I don't... I think it wasn't... It wasn't scary to me. I don't really care. It was just... It was more of, like, just a mild inconvenience. I was just like, I can't be bothered. Just get it sorted and tell me when I can go to bed. <laughs> it was more, like, frustration because it was, like, a Sunday night. Yeah. And like we all had lectures in the morning on Monday. And we and weren't so being was told what be... was going on as well because obviously they didn't know what was going on, so they couldn't feed it back to us. Um yeah. and we got in this it was like this phone a... number saying, you know, just just ring this for questions or whatever. So like I'd turn into like proper mum mode and I was like, Right, I'm just gonna keep I'm just gonna call them and just see what's going on. <laughs> and they were like I, I think Yeah, let me talk to our super and they were saying at one point that they didn't know if it was going to be fixable so they didn't know if they were going to have to just relocate all of us into different halls yeah and i was just like no i ain't moving <laughs> not happening i remember you would ring them like on the hour every hour until you got yeah. an answer yeah i wanted to, to be fair i was like because it i think if it had gotten to like uh, to be fair i probably would have just done an all-nighter but i was getting to the point where i was like maybe we should just go to sleep and we'll sort this tomorrow but I was so fueled on adrenaline. I was like, no, nah, sh- I just want an answer. I just like, no, like, I want an remember? answer. Can I go back tonight or are you sorting this tomorrow? Do you remember? It was our... <laughs> so next to one of the student villages is like a Greg's. And so <laughs> I remember we ended up Googling when that was going to open. And oh, we were just yeah. like, okay, we're going to pull an all-nighter and just go there for breakfast in the morning. Yeah, we'll, that we'll was stay like awake with Greg's. Plan. Yeah, that was like our plan. Yeah. But we ended up getting back to the flat at probably like 3 or 4am. Yeah, that was like... I mean, to be fair, this is what I think is nice about halls because it's very... You're still very protected. Like, you're still in a little bubble. You know, if anything goes wrong, you can just ring the the hotline and just a maintenance person will come out and they'll fix it then and there. Or, you know, if you're having bother with noise, security will come and sort it. Whereas, you know, private accommodation, yeah. like considering the current climate um there's still been like to be fair there's not been that much noise but there's been like a few nights like for example i um had like a migraine the other day and i was like trying to have a nap and then this like car alarm kept going off and it was like that's rough it's just like little things like that or like for example oh no sorry it wasn't a car alarm it was like someone like obviously just beeping their horn to like get the attention of their mate but they just kept doing it for like 25 minutes and it was just oh so frustrating but you know i think private housing is nice because it's a separation from uni like you feel like you're more of an adult because you're like this is my house and i can clean it and i can 
do this and whatever whereas you know accommodation we had a cleaner come in and like you know they would do the bins and they would clean the sides or whatever yeah like i don't think i picked up a hoover more than once when we were living in the flats really that's yeah i like i mean to be fair i think i hoovered my room like twice which is really grim like hoover your room more than that i just i really couldn't be bothered i was like the room the floor doesn't is not visibly dirty so we lived there for six months Leah, and you didn't even yeah, I that's mean, to be disgusting. fair, disgusting. It's fine. I look. I clean the bathroom and I clean the sides. That's all that mattered. But no, it's <laughs> you spilled. You spilled stuff all over that floor, and you well, only no, 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 no. You're making it sound like I made a massive mess. I did not. I spilled one drink once, which I cleaned up properly, um, and it just so happened that my room smelled of caramel for the next two months. <laughs> It was like this caramel whiskey or whatever it was. I can't remember. It was like amaretto, but caramel. And it was <laughs> it like... It so strong. I tell you what, there was, there's worse things that my room could have smelled of rather than caramel. That's very true. I remember I cleaned your room once because you just couldn't face it. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, I was very um, fragile that day. And I remember you'd like, I think you and Millie just came into my room. You're like, you okay? I was like, no, not really. And you're like, you're like right, let's put on some music. So you put on the, all our 80s playlists on Spotify. And you just helped me clean my room. And you were like, right, where do I put this? Like, you went proper mum mode. Yeah, you and Millie had a dance and I cleaned. Yeah. Considering how, like... You know what's really funny? The, the, the flats, in comparison to, like, my bedroom now, for example, the flats were so much smaller and they were so much messier. Like, you'd think, considering oh. I've got more space, like, it would be more messy because, you know, you've got corners to dump stuff in. But no, it's cleaner. Yeah, those... Any, to be fair, any accommodation is, the rooms are incredibly small. Yeah. Like, and there's, there's no way around it, because they're trying to pack a lot of people into a very small space. I mean, also, we had, I mean, to be fair, we had, like, an ensuite taking up most of the room. Um, like a corner of the room, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so we had the single beds in the flat, so you could, you could get, like, normal rooms, like, standard rooms, or you could get premium and premium just meant you had like a small double bed in there. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't think it actually made much difference to the size of the room. Obviously, like, you know, it's a bit bigger to fit the bed in there, but you, you've got pretty much the same amount of floor space. And I don't, I think I only know a couple of people who got double beds purely because that's just what they were given. Yeah. Which I feel, I think this is really bad with the uni accommodations because, for example, if you applied for all of the cheaper accommodations because that's what you could afford and then you were just mm. placed into a more expensive one if you didn't take that you then had to go and find your own accommodation which i think is so bad because it just well, it's just a bit unfair isn't it yeah it's it's rough being a student is rough and i feel like that's a side that a lot of people don't realize is like it's a lot of universities if you don't get the accommodation that you can afford there's some help but there's yeah. not a lot of help i mean you can call like the um the application people or whatever and you can normally just say look i applied for these i didn't get them i got offered this one which i physically cannot afford Mm-hmm. Is there anything else or blah, blah, blah? Because there'll be some people who do drop out and then those rooms will open up. 
Because the way yeah. that it works is, for example, some people at the moment, because people can't live in their halls, you can give your contract to someone else. So if you join, like, the accommodation Facebook pages or whatever, there's normally someone saying, like, I've got a room in this accommodation, here's some pictures, here's the price. Because the only way you can get out of your contract is by finding someone else to fill it. Yeah. So it's this vicious vicious cycle of, you know, okay, I found, accommoda- I found a contract that I want, but now I've got to find someone to take mine. Yeah, it's otherwise you're just paying two. There's a lot of like domino effects, but that's again like like the like real life housing situation where you have a chain of movers. Yeah, you know. Is there any part of you that like wishes that you went into private accommodation, or do you think you're quite happy in halls again? I mean, it's like swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Like there's a lot of aspects I really like about living in student accommodation like I like being close to the university like really close mm. and I like having that kind of extra security and extra maintenance you know like I'm a very handy person but I don't want to have to you know ring a landlord at 3am because like the radiator is broken or something you know mm. whereas in accommodation there's a hotline just for any kind of issues in halls which I don't feel bad ringing because someone's being paid to sit in a call centre. Yeah. You know? But, you know, a part of me is like, I wish I could have had that kind of experience of living in a house, you know? But I'm quite lucky in, I've got, I'm doing a placement year and then I've got my third year. So I've got two years left of my university journey, at least for my undergrad. So I probably will end up living in a, in a house at one point. Yeah, I would, I mean, obviously, you know, if, if it, like, you find out that halls is just something that you gel with better and you prefer it, then, you know, there's no reason why someone shouldn't just stay in halls the whole time. Like, it, just because, you know, some people say, oh, you know, but, like, living in a house with your friends is, like, part of the experience, and to an extent it is, but you can still do that just by living in halls. Yeah, I mean, I know people who have stayed in halls throughout their entire degree but in second and third year they've stayed with the same people so they've moved as a group from one flat to another flat to another flat in halls yeah and that's works really well for them you know you just need to find something that fits you and your friends and you know you don't have to stay with your friends if you make friends and they want to go in a house but you want to stay in halls you know, it's okay not to go with them and say, no, I want to stay here and that's what I'm going to do, you know? Which comes back to the whole, like, you're not being a real student if you don't do X, Y, Z. You know, that's like a load of crap, honestly. (laughs) You know, you've got to do what feels right for you and if that's different from what everyone else is doing, then so be it. Yeah, my, um, a friend that, uh, so when we were looking for the house for next year um we were thinking of switching up the group maybe getting more people in and like or just you know splitting or whatever and Mm. there was one of our friends um who we wanted to live with them but they just didn't want to live in a massive group um yeah because if they joined there would be seven of us and they were like look i i really like you guys but i just i need my independence which you know that's fair enough as well you know, you don't have... Just because your friends are all living in a house, you don't have to live with them. Like, if they're mm. actually good friends, they'll, they won't they will mind. Um, so, yeah, like, they've gone back into halls. 
but we've already we've already said you know you're more than welcome to come around whenever you know we've got a spare we'll have a spare room so you can just sleep over whenever you want mm. but like for me i i knew that i wanted to go into private accommodation because i've had people in my family and like other friends who had gone into private accommodation and they said that it was better because they felt that they had yeah. a bit more freedom they weren't like paranoid like for example in halls the um one of the rules was that you couldn't have stuff stuck up on your walls um so i remember yeah. when i can't remember when it was there was like a couple of inspections and like i remember when we found out about it everyone was just like taking the stuff off of their walls or like making sure the blue tack hadn't stuck on the wall and it's like you know at the yeah. house you don't have to do that you know i'm our landlords are like pretty good where they're just like you know if you want to do like for example they've said we can paint the walls as long as we ask them like about the color (laughs) (laughs) like you know your landlord's pretty chill though they are but also you know with it i mean in terms of maintenance i think a lot of landlords or even if you do it through like an agency they have like so we have a website that we can go on to and then we just submit like a help ticket and then that's when mm. they like come around to fix stuff. So it's it is very similar to halls in that sense, at least with the company that I'm with. Um, it, yeah, it is so different with for everyone. Our halls, yeah. So with our halls, we have an app. Um, so our, all of our parcels go to um, the halls reception, and you get kind of like a QR code, and you have to go with your app to the reception, and you also log any kind of maintenance queries you have through that app. There's also like a hotline, but usually if it's like my radiator doesn't work or if it's like the fridge light is gone, <laughs> like you just put it on the app and then maintenance will come and fix it. Yeah, I mean, um, don't be... Which I guess is very different. Yeah, don't be afraid to Sorry. like... Um, like you don't think, oh, well, this is just a tiny problem. I can probably fix it myself. Don't do that. Just call the like, call for help because if yeah. you try it's and fix it and it. you break it then you're in trouble oh god yeah like don't do that (laughs) i'm sure millie will be fine with me telling this story um but so this year um millie had a slight problem with her window like the um frame and the glass there was a slight gap so there was a lot of like cold air coming in this was back in like october Mm. um and she was her dad was gonna bend it back in place and she was like no dad don't worry you know, I'll just call maintenance. A maintenance guy came <laughs> and he went to, you know, just bend the frame mm. and he smashed her entire window. Oh my god. What did it like properly like shatter? Like both panes cracks through all of it. He had to tape it all back together. Oh god. Um I had to call the external glass company. They had to recut the window. Oh. It was a huge faff. Um, they had to replace the entire, like the biggest window. They had to replace all of it. Jesus. Um, but they did it for free because it wasn't Millie's fault. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. Like you, you know, know, if Millie's dad had like tried to fix it and then it then it broken, they'd probably think that she'd done the damage. And yeah. then would have had to pay for it because you know you get fined like in halls you pay a deposit. I mean you pay a deposit for housing as well. So basically, if you make a boo-boo then then you're like in the mud basically i mean we got our deposits back you know even though i think i'd scratched the wall a couple of times like they kind of let you have 
like reasonable wear, I yeah. think is what they call it. I think it's like, for example, you know, if you've got a bike and the bike scratches the wall or whatever, or, you know, there's like, like, for example, if they can paint over it, then it's fine. Or if it's, you know, if it's easily fixable and it's not too, uh, like, it's not too much of a, like, a structural problem. Yeah, it's like if you, like, dented a shelf or, like, scuffed the wall, mm. you know, you're living there usually for, like, nine months of the year. That's just so through general living. Some, yeah, they they expect some reasonable wear and tear. You know, Whereas, you know, if you if try to you've bend smashed glass. the window, <laughs> yeah, if you've smashed the window, broke the sink, kind of thing, nicked a tap, you're probably not going to get your deposit back. Yeah, is I think that's what's quite nice about deposits because, like, to an extent, you feel kind of covered, but then also you're like, well, no, I want this money back. The best thing to do don't ex- Which don't expect you your deposit back. Because then if you do get it back, it's a nice surprise. It is. But, like, something my parents always said to me um, about... So, rent is expensive. Oh, Everyone yeah. knows this. Um, Sometimes so your maintenance loan doesn't even cover your rent. Oh, God. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> but, so, in your kind of baseline rent, that doesn't matter if you're with private accommodation or with you know, a university provided accommodation. In that rent is maintenance usually. Mm. So even if you can fix something yourself, don't. It's not your job. You are you've you're already paying money for someone else to do it for you. So don't yeah. waste that extra money you've had to spend. You know, when you're like, oh I don't want to bother them. Oh you know, bother that them. Just, that That's what you're me. spending your money on. Do you remember when I had silverfish in my room, in in my flat? Yes. So. Yes. If you don't know, silverfish are basically <laughs> tiny, like size of a fingernail, like. Oh well, no, they can be chunky. Well, the the ones that I had were quite small, and they basically they come from like damp, which you know that's quite common with other rooms, and they were in the bottom of my wardrobe because. I remember I remember this day like vividly. I was so stressed from doing the contracts for the house at the time. So I like I hadn't slept and I like I remember this very I hadn't well. eaten all day. I went Christmas shopping that day. I hadn't eaten. And then I got home. I uh, sorry, I'd bought stuff to make uh, I think it was like a lasagna for dinner. I was like the only thing that will cheer me up is a lasagna. Um and I go into my wardrobe to the bottom of my wardrobe where I put all my like baking stuff that I don't very use very often. And there's silverfish in my lasagna dish. And that sends me. I start crying. I think I was on the phone to my friend. I was on the phone to Amy at the time. I was like, Amy, I've got to go to the silverfish. And she thought I was joking because she was like, why is there this Minecraft fish or like Minecraft pest in your wardrobe? (laughs) She like my brother said the same thing. They didn't realize that silverfish are a real thing. Like Google it. They're disgusting. Um, Gosh. And... I remember I was like talking to my mum and dad and I was like there's silverfish in my room and they're like well you can buy this stuff I was like I'm not buying anything like I'm gonna call the maintenance people and I remember they they had to like put traps down and then they I think they were gonna fumigate my room as well but it was quite lucky because I was going away for the weekend anyway it's like why should I have to deal with these little bugs if I can just get someone else to deal with it for me 
So long story short, just get other people to do it. Yeah, like personally, I'm the type of person who will do everything myself, you know. My parents have found me doing some weird things in my room. Taking down a curtain pole, polyfilling old screw holes, painting walls. Once during lockdown 1.0, my mum found me. Um, I'd taken my chest of drawers outside and I was sanding it down with an electric sander because <laughs> I wanted to repaint it. Oh my god. You'd like fully turned will... into like 60 minute makeover. I really had. So I'm that kind of person who, if I can do it, I will. Mm. You know? So, but my parents said to me, look, Phoebe, you're already paying someone. Like, you're already paying for that service, so use it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like you're already paying their wages, you may as well like give them a day's work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was gonna say with um, private accommodation, there are some things that I'd say are like things to definitely look out for because you know, to, in comparison, halls are pretty spick and span. You know, don't get me wrong. A lot of the halls are run down. Like for example, on campus, we've got some really shiny new ones, and then we've got some quite old you know old some prison buildings yeah. yeah some of them are like concrete structures from the 80s yeah but for the most <laughs> part they're fine you know they've 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 been serviced and you know they they do their job whereas private housing you yeah. know it's normally just been family homes which have been converted to hold 10 people or whatever um yeah so i mean there are so many things that i wish that i knew to look out for when i was looking for houses that I think going into the next house, we already, when we were looking for that next house, um, we were like, okay, well, we know from the house that we're currently in that we don't like, you know, the the amount of mould that's in a lot of student houses. So that was something that mm. we had to look for. Because a lot, so for example, the house that we're in now is a converted family home. And, you know, it's got fire doors and, you know, it's not meant for people to be sleeping, eating, you know, all that sort of in the same room. Mm. So, you know, we, when it was dark and we were looking around, when other people's stuff is in the rooms when you're looking around, you don't notice it. For example, in my bedroom, I didn't yeah. realise there was a lot of mould behind the bed, between the bed and the um, window. It was only until yeah. I, like, pulled the curtains when I moved in, I was like, oh my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's not nice, but... Um, and that was something also to look into the contracts about because according to the contracts the mold is basically our thing that we have to deal with so yeah alas started my journey of you know scrubbing the wall with sponge uh, like a sponge soaked in diluted bleach which that's how you get mold off the wall by the way and then just let it like air out for a bit um top tip with leah top tip how to clean a moldy wall yeah or like i think it's like white vinegar also gets rid of it but the problem yeah. is a lot of so for example i've i've heard this from multiple people in student accommodations that is sorry private accommodations um a lot of maintenance teams will just paint over mold rather than actually fixing oh, it oh that's not how that works so this is the problem because i'd cleaned my wall and there was still mold under the paint oh god so don't expect your student house to be perfect you know, it's not going to be the same yeah. as your family home. It's not going to be the same as your halls. At the end of the day, you know, if we weren't having to be locked inside most of the time, 
you are basically there to sleep and eat. Yeah. Let's be honest, most student accommodation is a bit rough around the edges. Yeah, you know, they're all well lived in. They've seen some things. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But yeah, I mean, for me, Mm. private private accommodation was just so much cheaper because with halls, you know, the, the rent you pay is a bundle, you know, you're getting maintenance in that you're getting water electricity gas you're getting so much for that price yeah and you're getting like a post service like we had a post room that would you know deal with any kind of deliveries that we would have constant security (laughs) cleaner as well yeah you know you, you don't get to negotiate what you're paying for whereas you know student like private accommodation we it's had like to a look lump sum. yeah private accommodation we had to look for specific prices for gas and electricity and all that sort of stuff so we had control over what we needed um yeah you know, we don't pay for which a i guess is which i guess is the main benefit of going into private housing mm. is that like kind of quote-unquote practice for real life you know yeah to having to shop around for bills to get the prices the best and blah 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 blah. yeah but also like even just stupid things like learning how to do meter readings i had no idea how to do that whereas now i i know what i'm doing so you know that's just something i knew how to do a meter reading (laughs) no this is the thing like you know i i feel like before coming to uni you're very active in the the running of a household whereas i wasn't really like I knew that my parents had to do it, but I just didn't know where it was. I didn't know how to do it. Oh, see, I'm just very much like, as soon as someone's like, oh my God, I need to do this, and I don't know how to do it, I'm like, can I come watch you do it so I know how to do it as well? Yeah, which that's a good you know, thing. I'm that person, <laughs> which sometimes is quite annoying for everyone else around me, but it's a very good way to learn things. Yeah. So for us, with the uh, utilities that we did in private accommodation, we we actually went with a bundle uh, package thing. That is, it's catered mm. towards students, but we effectively each pay... Um, so we pay around £50 a month for uh, gas, electricity, water, internet, and a TV licence. Um, so is that £50 for everyone, or individually that's 50 pounds each so basically we individually pay that money to this company and we basically we pay for what they expect us to use at each point so you pay 50 pound per month each month for the year that you've agreed um Mm. and every month i submit the meter readings and on the account there's like a little graph so on that graph you'll have for example, the amount of gas that you've paid for and how much they expect that you should have used at this point in the year. And then there's another mm. line, which is how much you've actually used. So what you try to aim to do is use less than they've expected you to use, because then what they actually do is they give you back the money that you're owed at the end. Whereas if you go over that, yeah. then you pay it, you pay the difference. Mm. But it's pretty easy, you know, if you... As long as so we're in a very good practice of if we're not using plugs we just turn them off, or you know, if it's warm we turn the heating off because a lot of people just leave it on automatic, and when we first moved in mm. it was on automatic the whole time, so the heating was on in summer and it didn't need to be. Oh God, that's horrendous. Yeah, and we were wondering <laughs> why our gas bill was like 
or like why our gas was so high and in like september yeah. it's like it's like 20 degrees outside mm. but yeah i mean we found you know in certain spots of the house it's colder so we need the heating on for those parts of the house but not for others so that's when you just get an electric radiator because it would cost more to do the heating for the whole house it's hard to explain but you know there's ways that you can get around it but at the end of the day don't try and save money in a way which makes you so unhappy for example we're not going to just try and save money by sitting in a freezing cold house yeah you've got to find that kind of balance between kind of scrimping as any student does to try and save money but also keeping yourself happy because if you're not happy in like the environment you're living in which i think we've all learned this year if you're not happy in your environment that will affect everything else in your life oh definitely. so you need to find a good balance there something which i didn't realize how much was gonna con- contribute to my how much i was gonna enjoy the house was a garden like Mm. it's i mean oh. in halls i missed it i mean don't get me wrong the, the campus was effectively the garden so much. but you know it's nice for example yeah. when it's really warm i just like go and put my picnic blanket on the grass and then i'll just like lay down in the garden or you know we've got like a little picnic bench outside so we'll just sit out there whilst we're having a chat or drinking or whatever and it's just i don't yeah. know it's just nice and for example we can have people over and just sit in the garden and it's nice rather than being like okay we've got to tidy the house because someone's coming over i mean which you should do anyway you know that's just a courtesy thing but you know yeah you can basically just keep it outside which obviously at the moment is I mean, really valuable i was gonna say especially this year mm. if you have a garden that's been so so useful for everyone yeah like for example i've been able so well from I don't know what, what the data say, but, you know, at the moment we can have six people... Oh, but you can, like, have people in your gardens, which, you know, is really mm. nice because I've been able to say to, like, people that I haven't seen in a while, oh, you can come round and we can just, like, sit in the garden and have a picnic or something. And I think I forgot how nice that is. Because, you know, if I think... Mm. I feel really bad for the people who are in halls at the moment because, you know especially first years because you've effectively been locked in from the fir- like from first uh, the beginning of the year and mm. whereas you know when we were in first year we were able to mix quite a lot you know you were able to go yeah. out and meet people and go and see other people's flats and you know learn that from other things you know even house viewings in the pandemic at the moment we've had all online oh my god yeah we had to film like a a house tour video um oh god <laughs> yeah just like that sounds horrendous i mean we got paid for it which was quite nice um so, oh that's all right then. yeah so like you basically just filmed the house and be like okay this is where the meter box is this is the first bedroom this is the second one whatever and you know when people would come round, we had to go and like stand in the garden or like basically just avoid them whilst <laughs> they were like looking around the house <laughs> So all six of you just go, like, stand in the garden in a line. Just, like, kind of grimace at these people coming in. We're like, get out. I want to come back inside. It's cold. <laughs> no, it was, it was fine. To think and, about. Yeah, we had a couple of people who came, when they came round, they asked us about the meter readings. And when the people had gone around, the, like, the stage and had gone, we were just like, hey, by the way, 
use this company that's just who we've used but when mm-hmm. you're looking at other places look at this this and this because you yeah. know people will ask you you know how have how have, how's the landlord been or how's the agency been and they'll be honest with you they, they don't care about the sales they just you know it doesn't make a difference to us mm. we just know how especially if you're in you know if it's your first house you're going into we know how annoying it can be and how in the dark you are which i think leaps back to listening to people's reviews of mm. providers yeah go on google like i dare say a lot of companies have like google reviews or you know they, they've got people that you can access but even like i think through the accommodation there were like i think there was a lot of um information floating around the uni at the time of you know don't use this estate agency they did this or so everyone kind of yeah collectively knew to avoid certain companies like everyone has like a friend of a friend that like didn't get their deposit back (laughs) yeah and then everyone's like oh don't use those because i know someone that blah which is kind of like rumors but you know it's i'll take it with a pinch of salt but you know, there, there's loads of people. Like, there's bear loads it in of mind. people who will have been, um, like for example, they wouldn't have gotten their deposit ba- deposits back, and they'd probably think that it was unfairly, but then they've actually just smashed a load of stuff and or, you know, just little yeah. things like that. But, but I don't know. You know, do look into those kind of university rumors because it might be based on something. Even yeah. if it's just off of, like, one person ex- experience, you know. But to be honest, I think living with... Account. I think living with friends, like, so, for example, moving from first year... First year is, like, make all the friends... Like, make as many friends as you can, join societies, you know, um, just talk to people. But if you can't find mm. anyone that you're like, I really want to live with you or whatever, people advertise for spare rooms all of the time. Um oh yeah so like constantly you don't have to be like oh i have to find people to live with you don't have to do that just live somewhere yeah or even go back to halls if that's an option for you yeah if you like you know if you get thrown you don't have to apply as a group to go back into halls you can just apply on your own yeah you can still apply as a, a single so yeah i mean i enjoy living with my friends because you know we'll mess around and it's nice you know waking up and going down to the kitchen and just there's a couple of people there and you just start talking at like two in the afternoon and be like what are you having for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> but mm. i don't know i think it's nice i mean i do the only reason i'd say that i wish i would go back into halls is purely because i'm lazy and i liked the fact we had a cleaner <laughs> and the fact we were so close on campus i mean we were so close yeah. to like one of the bars on campus so like oh it was like a two second walk which was i didn't take opportunity like take up that chance as much as i should have no but it's still nice i mean the location that we are that i'm in now you know we specifically chose it because it was still close to the uni so like our local pub Mm. is still one of the uni ones is it still the same one? Yeah. Which oh. is really handy. <laughs> <laughs> when everything opens up again. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just... Try and, as a group, get, like... The first thing first is, like, try and decide what sort of price range you're looking at. But to be honest, you need to be able to be flexible because, for example, the stuff that we want 
isn't always going to be in the price range that we all want. Yeah, so, you know, so like, something's prioritise what you want. Mm. You know, we're paying more next year, but that's because it's got more of the things that we originally wanted. And mm. we're like, you know what? We've been inside for a whole year. We want a nice house that we're going to be able to, like, have people round and actually enjoy our time and not have to constantly look at mould or, like, cracks in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Just jazz it up a bit. Mm. I, would thoroughly... I think that's probably what everyone's... I'd thoroughly Sorry. recommend, in like, investing in your space, though. Like, don't just live in kind of the Ikea flat pack bedroom that you get given. You know, put some yeah. stuff on the walls, get a couple of plants. Yeah, I think that's probably the most important takeaway, especially from, you know, lockdowns and everything, is that your space is so important mm. to, like, not only looking nice, but for your, your mental health and your productivity. Being in a space that you that feels like home to you will make everything seem a little less bad yeah there's probably a better way to say that yeah like well like bring a for example if you're just moving to uni bring a couple of home comforts you know it might be like there's a specific specific pillow that you have on your bed that you really like or you know you've got teddy bear bring your teddy bear with you um or you know maybe you enjoy painting and like you want to paint something to put on your wall that's what i've done i've got like a canvas on my wall that i've painted Mm. it's just you know little things like make the space yours because then you'll actually be happy when you're there and also it's kind of like um, a talking point yeah you know like i know that (laughs) we all um bonded over our stuffed animals because we all had them but we all kind of hid them in our rooms because it was like oh god we're all like 18 19 with like a teddy on our bed um but ended up making us laugh. I remember we were all sat in my room, I think, and we all had our teddy bears with them, and we like introduced them to each other. I don't think I was there for that. To be fair, I didn't. I didn't bring it. Te- I didn't bring a teddy bear in first year. I don't think. I think I just had like a, maybe no. It was I had. It was my, I think it was my doorstop. Oh yeah, my wall. But anyway, doorstop. we all brought them into my in my bedroom, and we like <laughs> introduced them to each other, which. <laughs> Sounds silly, you know, like a bunch of eighteen-year-olds being like, "This is my toy." <laughs> it was like show but and tell. It was really adults. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a nice way to kind of get to know each other. Yeah, like at the end of the day, you know, you're gonna get along with people who are like you. So if you just act like yourself, then you'll find people who, you know, that you click with. Yeah. And we've come full circle. How lovely. Okay, do we have anything else we want to... I think I'm all accommodationed out. No final message? I think my final message would probably be something along the lines of read your contract, um, ask for help, and if you've got any questions, there's always like a housing officer at your university. Just ask them. No question is too stupid. Yeah that would be my main thing there we go always ask before you act on something yeah because there is someone out there that knows a little bit more than you do <laughs> there's always someone who knows more and that is the takeaway for today <laughs> <laughs> great well i hope you enjoyed our, um, our episode of the student ramble on accommodation 
Yes. And I hope you tune in for the next one. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.